morn, the resurrection morning, when all the dead in Christ shall rise. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal soul, in weakness, raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with the redeemed of God. Never there'll be no more sorrow, no, no more pain, there'll be no more strife, strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my Savior, ready to live in glory, glad. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal free from every imperfection, youthful and happy I shall be. Lost in victory. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the redeemed, never stand. There'll be no more sorrow. No, no more pain. pain. There'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness in of his likeness. Ready to live. I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Eternal grace. All bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory. With the reading of God to stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of this likeness. Ready to live, I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning and good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friends. I am your host, Bruce Kessler, and before we get going here, I have a few things to say, and that is I'm a follower of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him I find peace, joy, happiness. I'm blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. My goal here, friend, is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about the promises of God. But before we get there, a few things along the way. And the first is headline news. Get this. High school students in Maryland's largest school district soon will have a new elective option. LGBTQ plus studies, that's right. Montgomery County Public Schools Board approved the plan Tuesday to develop a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning studies pilot course. It will be offered at high, two high schools in 2021 and 2022. 
believed to be the first in the region and one of the first in the nation. It's been a long time coming, board member Rebecca. Uh, Samondrowski said the class will be for juniors and seniors and have who have completed U.S. history. The course description and purpose rationale passed by board members says the goal is to increase the awareness of students to the history, culture, challenges of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning community in America. For students who identify as LGBTQ, this course will empower them as they learn about their shared history, culture, and contributions. For students who do not identify as LGBTQ, this study will increase understanding, acceptance of their peers and others in the community. So there you go, folks. One of the first in the country. LGBTQ studies class gets approval for high school and says it will open a lot of minds. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, get this, folks. Get this. Roughly half of weekly churchgoers in the United States believe President Trump was anointed by God. And that's according to a new survey that also shows many weekly churchgoers also believe all presidents are anointed by God. Survey at the Denison University and Eastern Illinois University shows an increase from 2019, among white Protestant churchgoers who believe Trump was anointed by God to become president of the United States, this belief isn't confined to white Protestants. A total total of 49.1% of weekly churchgoers who are not white Protestants in this year's survey said they believe Trump was anointed by God. Still, many churchgoers apply this belief to all presidents, not just Trump. Although 49.5% of white Protestants who attend church weekly believe Trump was anointed by God, 34% of weekly church-going white Protestants believe all presidents are anointed by God. None of us got here by accident, said Rick Perry, uh, used to be the former energy secretary. I'm a big believer that the God of our universe is still very active in the details and active in the day-to-day lives of the government. Barack Obama didn't get to be president of the United States without being ordained by God, and neither did Donald Trump. So there you go, folks. 49% of weekly church goers say Trump was anointed by God to be president. How about that, folks? Well, now get this. Get this. Americans stuck inside their homes during the coronavirus pandemic are watching television at a rate three times the norm. This according to new data from a company that operates a streaming guide app. Netflix traffic has increased 332% since March 17th, but it's not the only streaming platform that's seen massive increase in traffic. You have Disney+. Plus. 290%, Amazon Prime, 266%, Hulu, 259%. That's a lot of major upticks in traffic, don't you think, folks? Netflix said in April it attracted nearly 16 million new subscribers the first three months of this year, almost twice the amount it gained the first three months in 2019, all told, 
They have 182.9 million subscribers. Woo! Meanwhile, Disney Plus, which launched last year, said that this month it had 54.5 million subscribers. That's up from 33.5 million, folks. Get that. Get that. Netflix, Disney Plus, traffic up 300%. Woo! Man, folks, people are busy watching their TV shows. I wonder if they're reading their Bible. Hmm. And that's our headline news for this broadcast. And now this day in church history. In 1569, on this day, Dirk Willem is burned at the stake in his native Netherlands for his Anabaptist faith. Captured because he turned to save a pursuer who had fallen through their eyes, the very man he rescued had taken him captive. My, oh my, folks. In 1819, Henry Knott baptizes King Pomerade II of Tahiti. In a short time, the Tahitians passed laws that forbid cruel murders, and the islands began to experience peace. In 1920, on this day in church history, Joan of Arc is canonized 500 years after her politically motivated execution. And finally, on this day in church history, in 1962, death of Daniel Lott, a zealous evangelist and prayer warrior of the Church of Christ in Nigeria. At his burial, women will defy tribal tradition and come to the graveside. Mm -hmm -hmm. That's this day in church history. And now we have folks... Name that Bible character. Here is your clue. I am why Adam said of Eve, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. What reason am I? Here's your clue one more time. I am why Adam said of Eve, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman. What reason am I? We will reveal the final answer to this clue following our study segment, so stay tuned for that reveal, folks. And our final segment of Name That Bible Character. Well, now we come to our study time and our broadcast. Just get you a, a Bible and get you a cup of coffee, a hot tea, or a cold drink, whatever you like, and just sit around your table and let's join together and let's talk briefly about the Word of God. Today's subject matter is called the promises of God. You know, frequently over the years, you you hear uh, televangelists and many popular preachers of different religious backgrounds preach about this thing called prosperity or seed offerings, the blessings that await the faithful under the general spiritual umbrella of 
receiving God's promises. Just think about that for a moment. Prosperity. It's something that people think that you can just pick and choose and take and claim. A well-known evangelist printed a chart one time that explained the hundredfold return that Jesus promised. It, it explained a simple arithmetic how dollars given or as offering would return in dollars that were, well, 100 times greater. A sure bet. Well, I wonder if that's really the case. So let's just go to Mark chapter 10 and verse 28 and 31 and let's read what it actually says. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. So the fine print says a lot of things a little bit differently, I believe. Christ's fine print included sacrifice that never mentions money. Hmm. Results in this life and the next. Well, that's called eternal life. And we're living eternal. We have eternal life at the very moment. But it also implies the possibility of persecutions as among the reward or dividends that come out of this. And a warning against expecting anything by formula. Many who will be first will be last and the last first. Clear shot by Jesus Christ to teach something entirely different than this prosperity movement. Consider God's promises for a moment. God had made many promises to us, those who are his children. Many more than probably we can ever even imagine. Well, probably more promises of God than we most of us have ever taken advantage of or ever really received. With terms like that, we stray close to presumption. Think about that. Are we presuming too much? And presumption is a sin in the Bible. Not petitioning God to do something, not expecting, but presuming he will do something. And as it turns out in the circumstances of believers, it translates to him to doing something we want. Not what God wants or what God's will is for us at any given moment of our lives. Now, if you go to bookstores, you'll find all kinds of promise books. And there should be all kinds of things written about the promise of God. God has made many promises. In fact, besides the history and commandments, I guess you can say the entire Bible is one book of promises. Just think of after the flood, he made the promise that he would never flood it again. I mean, there's just endless, endless cases of promises. Um, some of God's promises are conditional. But his greatest promise, eternal life, brought by the ransom and substitutionary death of his son, 
That's unconditional. Jesus died while we were yet sinners. And we are free to accept or reject this unbelievable gift according to His grace. But I want you to consider how often we here talk about our promises in between calling in for those of God's promises. Every one of us, maybe we've done it a little bit different ways, but we've made similar promises to God. Uh, when we receive Christ into our hearts, when we've been hurting, petitioning for prayer, when we've sought forgiveness, after we've sinned, at times of confusion, when crisis is hit, you know, challenges in areas of health and finances and career and loved ones and so forth, the, the list is endless. But the mere act of, of repentance, it's really tantamount of making a promise that we're making to God. But how often do we break our promises to God? How, how many times do we sin? Thoughts, words, and deeds. Well, we're just not perfect people. We break our word to the creator of the universe to master our souls, and we do it often. But do we have the audacity to call God out for what we perceive or presume to be his promises to us? God cannot lie. That, that's the truth, and that's stated in the Bible. But let us be humble people about God's promises. Let us remember what Micah wrote when he says, He has showed you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, does God want us to prosper? I sure. That would not be inconsistent to His will. But you know, there's a prayer in Proverbs that says, Lord, don't make me rich and don't make me poor. If I'm poor, I want to steal. If I'm rich, I'll just forget all about you. Just put me right in the middle. Basically, what this guy is saying here, I know if I were rich, I would lose control of, of my life. And then I would sin against you over and over and over again. So what does that say about our God? Our God would be a merciful God who would prosper him in radically different ways. That have nothing to do with monetary possessions or things. The truth is we can receive spiritual blessings of justice, mercy, humility. And we can get all of that right now. And that is a solid promise we can take to the real spiritual bank of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's our study for this broadcast. And now we have the conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I am why Adam said of Eve, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. What reason am I? The answer is she was taken out of man. Genesis 2 verse 23. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. 
I am why Adam said of Eve, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. What reason am I? She was taken out of man. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of Jesus Christ by coming to him in repentance and baptism, confessing your sins, and honoring him as your Lord and Savior. You will be blessed beyond measure more than you ever deserve. Find peace, joy, and happiness. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I want to tell you this. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory. Hallelujah. Christ the Lord has died for you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory. Hallelujah. Christ the Lord has risen for you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory. Hallelujah. Christ the Lord is living for you. Praise God. Praise God. Give thanks to the Father in all, in all that you say and do. Well, amen. Amen. Sing glory. Hallelujah. Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you. Christ the Lord is coming for you.